Hello everyone, this is Tommy at World at War Comics, and today we got another fantastic guest. But before we get into that guest, please give us a like and a subscribe. It really helps out the channel. All right, today we have Moon, the storyteller, joining us today. She is the writer and creator of Luna by Concrete Comics. Um, you're going to love this conversation. We talk about character development. We talk about stories and, and writing stories. We talk about her passion of comic books. We go in a lot of different directions, um, finding out more about that creative process and that passion of creating that uh, Moon the Storyteller has. If you're not following her right now on Instagram, you should. Um, she has amazing content and uh, she's an incredible writer. So without further ado, here is Moon the Storyteller and I. Talk soon, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the World at War Comics podcast. Today, we have another special guest. Today, we're speaking with Moon the Storyteller. Um, Moon the Storyteller, it's so good to have you on. Big fan of your Instagram, for sure. And then, obviously, uh, I picked up Luna. Loved it. And I thought maybe we could kind of dig in and find out a little bit more about it, if that's okay with you. Yes, definitely. Thank you for inviting me to to the podcast. I, I I'm I was honored that you you even you know wanted to talk about Luna. So thank you. Of course, of course. Yeah, I always get excited when I see a really cool indie comic where the story is amazing and the art is just really vibrant and incredible. So you know, indie comics is hard, right? As an indie comic creator, it's not the easiest thing to do. And when you're able to put all that together and you have a really nice, high quality comic, you get a little excited as a, a fan to, to get that kind of stuff. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's kind of go way back if that's okay. I would love to understand when you started to have a passion for comic books um, and then obviously storytelling, all that good stuff. So let's start with comics if that's okay. Yes. So I, I, before 2018, I had mm -hmm. never picked up a comic book. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always, I always loved the, the comic book adaptations, like, mm -hmm. you know, X-Men movies, um, Batman, Michael Keaton, just yeah. I, 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 all the movies I, I just loved. Yeah. So I always loved superheroes and, and superpowers and, um, but it wasn't until 2018 when I saw T'Challa, yeah. When I saw Black Panther, yeah. Um, you know Chadwick Boseman's performance was mm -hmm. out of this world, um, and it's a shame that we don't have him have him here anymore. But yeah. that performance alone, and then in the backdrop of the whole movie and the cast and the plot and the storyline, yeah. um, I just I was like, okay, I got to read more about this character. <laughs> so that's when I started de kind of de delving into comic books. And some of my first comic books were like the, t you know, the mainstream yeah. um, Wonder Woman. Um, I always forget her name, but the one that can punch through the multiverse. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, eventually I, I came across the Wakanda Forever series yeah. by Nettie Akorafor. So um, that's how I got into comics. Nice, nice. Well, we're glad to have you as part of the community. I think that is awesome. So where did the, the passion for storytelling start in your life? Um, when I was four. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I've always loved to read. And so yeah. my mother, um, she bought me, she enrolled me in the Fraggle Rock book club. 
Nice. So you know, if you know what Fraggle Rock is, then you're <laughs> you're you're my people. Yeah. Um, so you know that that's how my love for stories kind of grew. And then of yeah. course, reading Rainbow was another staple of our yeah. childhood. Yeah. Um, and I always and as I got older, started writing poetry, um, and I started writing stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and those stories will go go to my grave with me. I will never probably share those stories. <laughs> um, but they were also often reflection of what I was going through at the time. So, you know, middle school, the woes of middle school mm-hmm. and high, the for my first crush and, and, yeah. and things like that. So I've always loved to tell stories. Mm-hmm. I'm always telling stories in my head. Yeah. Um, so I, it started when I was a, a child. Yeah, that's awesome. And it sounds like uh, it's been with you your whole life. So when did Luna, the actual story, come about? Was that after T'Challa and everything that happened after that? Is that when the story came? Or did you have that story from a long time ago and then adapted it to comic book form? How did that happen? So Luna has always been with me. For so Mm -hmm. many years, I have dreamed about this character um she didn't have a face she didn't have Mm. a name but she was when I was in trouble in my dreams she would show up and obviously it's an extension of you know the subconscious but she had sometimes she could fly sometimes she could um touch the sun you know just (laughs) just just some really random powers you know and she but she's always been there and one day I started writing about her and it was actually a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, you know, the characters that you see now in the, in the book, they weren't there. But this mm-hmm. was about kind of her story, her origin story. Yeah. And so when I started to get into comic books, I said, um, I'm going to actually sit down and write. I didn't, the comic book idea didn't actually come to me first. It was, I was, mm-hmm. Luna was actually a novel at first. Okay. Yeah. I was five chapters in before I got bored and wanted to quit. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I don't, I want to tell her story. She is just, she's waiting for her story to be told. Yeah. So that's when I, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to turn this into a comic book. Mm. So that's why you kind of see that, that some of the dialogue is, is a reflection of that. Like you can, you can kind of see, I lifted it off the pages of the, the novel I was working on. Mm. Um, so that's how, that's how Luna came about. That's awesome. And then when did you meet Lonzo and get connected with Concrete so that you could put that story on an actual pages? Mm-hmm. I was really fortunate because the cover, that cover you have there, yeah. I actually had um, before the font, before, I mean, before the logo, before the Concrete label, it was actually, I actually just posted that pin up on Instagram. Oh, wow. So, um, and at the time, and I guess because of the hashtags you use, you know, you come across different content. Sure, and I came yeah. across Concrete, Concrete Comics. Mm. So I went to their website and I bought one of the bundles, their bundles. And when I got it, I was so, this was my first time seeing Black characters in so many in these amazing stories. Yeah. And and I know that's really like strange to hear because the comic books have Black characters. You know, they have yeah. the characters of color. But it was like my first time holding you know, these books, I'm like, wow, these stories, I, I really resonate with these stories. Yeah. You know, they're really grounded and they really, you know, they're a reflection of, of my everyday. Mm-hmm. So I posted that story. I posted me, you know, holding the books on my stories. 
and I tagged Concrete Comics. Yeah. And somehow, Anaji Rouse, who's one of the um, creators of Concrete Comics, he's doing really incredible things right now. He's adapting. Does he do Adina? Yes. Yes, exactly. And he's actually adapting Odina into a live action. So I can't wait for that to come out. So, (laughs) um, but we started um, chatting through the DMs. So that's how I kind of got, I was introduced to um, the Concrete family. Wow, that's so cool. And then from the time that you were connected to the Concrete family, how long did it take before you were able to adapt your story into comic book form, you know, get it going, get it printed, and then have an official comic book under the Concrete label? So I actually had pretty much finished the book because I was working with the artist before. Awesome. So by the time... Um, I had a meeting with Lonzo, who's the mm-hmm. CEO of Concrete. Um, the, the book was finished. Oh, and so cool. all I really had to do was pitch this story to him. And he was like, okay. So he sent me over the, the agreement. I signed it. And it took it took a few more months to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, because he had some other creators in the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but it finally dropped on Kickstarter November 2022. Nice. That is so cool. And obviously it was a successful Kickstarter. I saw on the back page, all the names of the people that donated to the campaign. So I assume it was successful and everything worked out, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, for all thanks to God, all praise and glory to God. Um, You know, he, he, he connected me with a really incredible publishing company. Yeah. So I do believe that having the concrete name behind me helped me because concrete, when people see that label, they see, they know it's going to be quality. Absolutely. So that definitely helped. Um, and also, when, you know, when you do the analytics after the fact, you kind of see where you, the, the people, the traffic came from. Yeah. You know, about 50% of the traffic were people, was people that never, you know, never knew about me or Luna or Concrete. It came from the discovery page, which That's means cool. um, that, you know, people saw this on Kickstarter and they were sold. Yeah. So, you know, they, uh, you know, I'm I, all thanks to glory, all praise and glory to God, yeah. but having concrete in my corner yeah, and then having an incredible artist. Yeah. Kind of, you know, seal the <laughs> deal for me. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately you could have an amazing story, but if you don't have a great artist because mm-hmm. fans are also collectors, you know, it's really hard sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, one of the things I noticed right away is not only the story cool, but the artist absolutely fantastic the colors are vibrant um it's it's beautiful it's it's really mm-hmm. well done she'd be very proud of what you created um because it's you. it is awesome and then i'm also a huge fan of concrete i think i own just about everything they published so far um there might be one or two maybe i'm missing but it is definitely one of the better um indie comic publishers in the united oh, states wow. and it's incredible Thank you. yeah yeah i'm so excited for all of you so wow i mean that that is cool so what's next uh, Moon, I mean, you you obviously have issue one. Um, I got it in my hands. How close are we to an issue two? Because it's, so, it's a six-part series, correct? Correct. Yeah. In this first series, it's going to be six books. Okay. So issue two script is done. The editor, you know, I, the, the editor gave his seal of approval. Yeah. So we're about half, we're about halfway through. I don't know, we're more than that. We're about more than halfway through with all the, like the finished art. Okay. Um, and then the artist has about 10 more pages to go. 
So he just sent me over the the, the sketches. They're incredible. <laughs> um, I sent over my notes, and now he's working on the the lines and the flats. Nice. And then he works with someone else to actually bring you know finish the color. So yeah. it's going to be this year. Nice. Um, but I'm gonna let the artist do, do what he does best. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank How about you. character development? So as I'm reading, right, obviously Luna, you've had in your heart for a very long time, but you did make the comment that a lot of the other characters weren't part of the original story, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we have all, we have um, Abek, we have Helena, we have um, Prinsha, we have King Zoe. I mean, there's a lot of different characters. How did um, the character development, what is the process that you take when creating characters um, for your mm -hmm. story? So I always start with a theme. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think about what I want for most of the characters. Some characters are kind of just fillers, right? For sure. But for the main characters, I think about what kind of themes I want to convey, you mm -hmm. know, in this story. What do I want to share with my audience? What do I want to share with my readers? Yeah. You know, and usually that's tied to your worldview. Mm -hmm. So Luna, you know, yeah, she's an extension of me. Um, but as you can see, Luna is very centered, very loyal to her people. Her Absolutely. her obligation to her country is what really drives her mm -hmm. to do some of the things she does. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a very firm believer in being loyal and and, and recognizing that you have obligations when you have powers, right? When you when you have a certain level of power. Sure. So that's one of the themes. Um, also protecting your peace. You know, yeah. protecting your kingdom and protecting your peace. That is what yeah. Luna represents as well. Um, and as far as the other characters, like Abek, um, I wanted to show what happens when you allow love mm -hmm. to penetrate your heart. Yeah. You know, so you'll see that, you know, you'll see that in his character development. Yeah. Um, with Kira and Zoe, um, I'm not gonna give away, you know, what what why they have, you know, all these issues. Yeah, yeah. But there's obviously something there mm -hmm. that they want to resolve and they feel that the only way to resolve it is to you know do mm -hmm. start start this 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 war yeah. with with queen luna and the Moruvian. so there's a lesson there as well so i actually start with theme like what do i want to share with my readers and so yeah. then i choose a character then i develop the character from there um, and then, of course, you throw in different different things from your personal life, you know, mm -hmm. like with the woman with, you know, woman writing women, mm -hmm. we're going to throw in motherhood. Like, you sure. know, motherhood is is something that a lot of women experience. Yeah. Um, we're going to throw in sisterhood. I'm, you know, sister, you'll see sisterhood, that theme of sisterhood as well. So nice. but I, for me, I usually start with theme mm -hmm. and then I try to build out from there. That's awesome. What has been your favorite part? of the storytelling and world building and character creating, what has been kind of the most, uh, I guess, the most rewarding part um, of the process up to this point? Is there one or is that too hard? Well, that that's easier now because uh -huh. I, I, I went to my first comic con right. as a vendor yeah. um, back in June and that was at awesome con in DC. So that was a really big, that was a bigger event than what I, you know, it's not like Baltimore, yeah. um, you know, and, and I've always gone at, I think I've been to two other 
kind of venues and but I was a, I was a, just visiting so I never kind of saw the other side yeah. but I was vending you know my husband and my son was there with me helping me nice. and um the my favorite most rewarding moment so far is is hearing from the the, the people that have fallen in love with the story yeah um there was a the first day there was a little girl. She came rushing up and she saw she saw Luna. She picked up Luna and she 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 had says, I want this one, mommy. <laughs> and the mom was like, Okay, wait a minute, let's see what it's about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's make sure, yeah. let's make sure it's, it's family friendly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I told her what the synopsis was. It's a queen who discovers she has powers and she's the only one that can save her world from a threat yeah. that has promised to destroy everything that she loves. So um, and I and she was able to flip through the pages. It's family friendly. So the little girl, they bought it, and you know that that was cool. That was I was like, okay, great. You know, that's one of my first sales of the day. I was really excited. So the next very next day, the little girl comes rushing up and she says, "I love Luna." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you did?" And she's like, "Yeah, I want to be a storyteller. I want to I want to write stories like you." <laughs> And so she, and so her mom was like, yeah, she loves, she, she read it. She's been reading it all day, all night, all day. And, um, do you have any advice for her? And I said, well, keep reading stories and make sure when you think, when you, when you think of a story, don't be afraid to tell it, write it down. And even if you don't think it's good, it's good. Yeah. You know, so that by far has been one of the most rewarding experiences because, I'm seeing outside of my family, outside of my support system, who has shown so much love and mm-hmm. support for me. Outside of that, it is starting to resonate with other people. Yeah, and that is, I feel, where the storytelling truly comes because your family's going to, you know, most yeah. of the time your family's going to be like, "Yeah, it's good." Yeah, but you really don't know, <laughs> really don't know if it's good until a stranger yeah. reads it and like, "Oh, wow, this is really good." Yeah, so. I, I would say hearing from people like, you know, sending me messages and, you know, sending me emails about how they much they, this, this story that has touched them yeah. and how they can't wait for the second issue to come out. Cause this, if you think this first issue was emotional yeah, and like, you know, drama filled then wait till <laughs> the-, <laughs> the second one is, is even more emotional and it, it's really, it really does tug at your heartstrings mm. and, I'm hoping that with the, by the sixth issue, people look at this story as more than just a super a superhero story. They look at it as a reflection of what's possible when you allow love, when you allow peace and unity to penetrate your heart. So, awesome. um, but that that by far, you know, is is one of the most rewarding experiences when you when you create something. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What a great story, too. Love Thank it. You. Love it. Now, there's always the bad. What has been maybe the most difficult or the most frustrating part about creating a comic book? Um, the money. Yeah, I know. I only <laughs> um, need to realize it ain't cheap to to produce no, a comic it's book. Not. Right? Yeah. It's not. It's is the money. Yeah. Um, and you you know, I don't like I I can honestly say I don't think I've made a profit yet yeah. because everything you make you put right back into the book um comic cons you know are expensive you know getting there hotels and stuff like that so um I would say money 
yeah. you know, is is one of the, the biggest challenges. Um, and uh, fortunately, I have a I have a, you know, a way to finance my dream. I'm a nurse. Yeah. Um, also, I would say balancing my time, you know, with my family. Yeah. With um, my my spiritual life mm-hmm. with creating um you know i have aging parents so mm-hmm. just just balancing all of that you know yeah. to, just to allow time for my dream and my writing mm-hmm. um so i would say money and time <laughs> yeah. yeah i i i think i have to agree with that uh yeah especially if you want to do a really good quality comic book right because you want to pay your artists a, a fair wage and uh, in order to get a good artist, they're probably going to make a little more than others. So, yeah, it, it's tough. It really is tough. I think that's why it's so important to have these successful Kickstarters. Um, and now that you've already created kind of a fan base of issue one, fingers crossed that the the next issue will be a little bit easier to fund. And, you know, maybe they'll go a little bit over whatever your goal was. So that way you could actually put that toward issue three as well. Um, yes. but uh, that's what it's all about. And that, that's, what's great about Kickstarters. I think it, Kickstarters, I mean, I have, a, I'm very fortunate. I don't know about you. If you have a local comic book store where you live, but I'm very fortunate. I live in a small town in Southern California and there's one right here in town, but a lot of people don't have that. They have to go, you know, five to 50 miles to get to a, a comic book store. Kickstarter and Indiegogo and other crowdfunding really has become kind of that online, comic book store, especially if you love independent comics. So I find myself scrolling through Kickstarter, just looking for something that looks unique. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that as it gets bigger and bigger, right, it provides a lot more opportunity for creators like yourself and others to be able to fund a little bit easier and get your uh, comic into the hands of someone that maybe hasn't experienced it yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree with kick your your statement on Kickstarter. I think Kickstarter is a wonderful tool Mm -hmm. that is underutilized by indie creators. And I don't know why, I don't know why that is, but you know, Kickstarter does a lot for you. You make you set up the page, you get approved. Mm -hmm. They, um, you know, even though they don't market for you, they, they, if you create a really great product, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and it, and it, and, you can, and it even, it gives you a backer report. It makes, mm-hmm. you know, shipping, you know, processing the, the orders really easy. Yeah. Um, you know, and I so I, I mean, I think it's every, every creator should be using Kickstarter or something similar yeah. to fund their projects. Um, even if it's, even if they don't recoup every single dime they put into the project, yeah. they can recoup something. Absolutely. So um, I think, I think where, where creators kind of drop the ball is, is marketing. Yeah. Because they create a product, they create this Kickstarter, it launches, and then there's two backers. Yeah. And two days later, there's 10 backers. Yeah. And it's not the product. It's just yeah. that people don't know about it. Yeah, you know? Exactly. So I think the marketing with creators is is something that, you know, we all struggle with. But mm-hmm. because I'm I like I love to I love social media, everyone knew about my project. Yeah. <laughs> And I had, we had close to, I think we had about 190 something backers. Now a few, of course, backed out um, towards the end. So I think, but I think we, when it all came down to like 180. And so we, everybody knew about Luna 
yeah. all my friends, all my family. <laughs> and I didn't wait till launch day to yeah. tell them. I told them weeks. I was like, <laughs> mark your calendars. Yeah. This is the day is launching. I talked about it for months. Like I talked about Luna for months. That, you know, like I was telling you, I posted the pinup. Everyone in my circle, in my virtual circle, and in my friends and family, they knew that Luna was coming. So the day it launched, we funded within two hours because wow. everyone knew. Yeah, that's incredible. And then like that last week, we had a lot more people join. So yeah. that's that's the one thing. You, you have to talk about your project. Talk about it till you at because most and, and you know and it's so so funny because as much as I talked about it, there were still people at the end after it had closed. Yeah, the Kickstarter had ended. Says I didn't know about it, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't send them a personal message. They was yeah. like, you should have sent me a you should have sent me a message. So yeah. creators, you know, they people want to hear about your projects. You just have to, yep. you know, tell them tell yeah. them and they'll support it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's super exciting. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that's so crucial to get the message out there. And, you know, social media is an amazing platform for those type of things. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's free. It's free, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is there any uh, plans for the rest of the year to do any other um, Comic Cons um, to get out there and sign issues and get in front of uh, fans? I have, well... We were, I was supposed, I had plans to go to the Baltimore Comic Con in mm -hmm. September, but my family reunion is that same weekend and I'm going on vacation afterwards. So I will be missing the Baltimore Comic Con, but there are two Comic Cons that I am going to apply to for next year. Mm. Um, but like, you know, with the, when you saying talking about the local comic book store, I yeah. finally um, went into my local comic book store and actually met the manager. Oh, dropped good. off a copy of Luna, dropped off a copy of Acolyte and Odina, which are two other titles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm going to try to establish a relationship with them because I, you know, I'm, I want to do book signings and I want to support my local comic book shop yeah. um, and get indie. And when I asked, them, I said, where's your indie section? She went, she took me to the way, <laughs> way back in the quarter. And yeah. it was, you know, it was the, it was all the shelves were, you know, all the way up to the ceiling, but it was, it was, it was no family friendly. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, family friendly, which is, which is what Luna is, 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 is something that you don't see too often in the, in the indie world. Yeah. So um, when I see projects for, that I can read with my son, I yeah. always support them. I yeah. always support them. So um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to build that relationship with my local comic book shop yeah. um, and, and try to get Luna in the, in that store. So I don't, you know, I know they, it, it's not, I'm not with Diamond or nothing, but yeah. Concrete is. Concrete yeah. has, um, um, you know, they, they're with Diamond. With, yeah. with Concrete is with Diamond. So the first title is that's available is Acolyte. So that, that I use that, of course. Yeah. When I was meeting the manager, I was like, oh, you know, we're with Diamond. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and hopefully Luna will be as yeah. well one day. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. I mean, getting the foot in the door is one of the hardest things. Mm -hmm. um, so, once the foot is in the door, I, I'm I'm assuming Lonzo will be able to say, okay, here's all the other titles under our, our brand. So, let's do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, definitely. So that is so cool. That is so cool. So what's next um, for the remainder of the year? So we know a Kickstarter is coming at some point. Issue two, the goal is to have that out um, mm -hmm. this year sometime. Anything else that we're missing, Moon, uh, about uh, Luna and everything that's going on this year? That's that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I am working on some other projects for other creators. Oh, wow. Um, that, you know, I, I, I worked. I just finished up my second project with another creator. And so now I'm about to write a novella for another creator. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, I issue two is coming. I'm, I'm yeah. here and I'm actually starting to prepare for the Kickstarter now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting all my little marketing materials together. I'm going to mm -hmm. start promoting more on Instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, just getting kind of Luna out there. Yeah. More out there. So I'm actually, that's what I'm working on now. Um, and then I'm hoping next year when issue three comes out, I'll have like a little children's book that will accompany Luna, um, Luna when she was a little girl Aww. and the different lessons her parents taught her. So um, Luna definitely is is, is going to be growing. It's a brand that I'm going to try to grow with the help of God. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Luna's, Luna's here to stay. So <laughs> God willing, yeah, you know, um, Luna is here to stay. That's so cool. Yeah, Moon, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much for jumping yeah. on. Um, when you do get that Kickstarter, I'll be looking for it. I'll make sure that we pump that out as well to get that in Definitely. front of as many people as possible. Um, but congratulations on all your success, um, especially having it published under such an amazing company like Concrete, and then obviously the story, the art. It's just superb. And I can't wait to find out what happens next. Um, we won't give anything away in issue one. You need to go to Concrete Comics and you need to pick up Luna right now. Um, but uh, I, you and I know um, that there's a, a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end and I can't wait to see what happens in issue mm -hmm. two. Um, but yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, um, but I certainly don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read it yet. Um, they should get it. It's just that good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. 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 If you ever want to come back on again with issue two or anything like that, Moon the Storyteller, you're always welcome. And uh, I hope you have a blessed rest of your week and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Definitely. You take care. Thank you so much. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.